welcome to another edition of the Puppet Podcast. Tonight it's special. It's really special. We do something that we never done before. It's a podcast with a puppeteer like in character. We want to bring those kind of in character interview. And I get this proposition from uh, a great puppeteer. His name is Jonathan Jeffner, but I think we won't see him maybe at the end of the interview, but we will have his alter ego and his uh, friend. And I'm really, really excited to bring you this in the screen. So they are from New York. I will say they, because they are two. And uh, they, they are specific uh, detective, like inspector. I, I will don't say too much about, but they... Jonathan, the guy that we don't know, is a writer, a producer, is an actor, he do puppetry, ventriloquist. And we will bring him in the screen, bring, in, bring the character, just to be clear, in the screen, directly from New York. Please welcome Sued and Trillo. Ta-da! <laughs> Oh, it's nice to see you. I was wondering where you are. She was right there. Well, we found her. We had a little technical difficulties logging in, but here we are. I see me. I see myself. I see Carolyn. She looks a lot better than you. Okay. Well, so nice to be able to talk to you like this about our, well, whatever we're going to talk about. What are we going to talk about? I, I will I will ask you a question because you are Sued, is it it? Slade, yes, Slade. Sued, my pronunciation. Say it however you like, but yeah. Slade. This is yeah. Pillow. He's Pillow. He's Slade. We're detectives. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, and that's kind of really good because I'm actually also investigating about puppetry art. And everyone, if you want to talk on the chat, also if you have questions for those characters, be free to write it down. So I will put my investigator hat. And um, well, I, I am like an investigator. That's, that's good that way. Where's your hat and my hat also? We forgot them. Yeah, I couldn't find his hat before we uh, were live here. Yeah, hiding someplace. I feel kind of naked without that fedora. We love to wear the fedoras, you know. <laughs> well, okay, sometimes without. So we have a big question. We are at the Puppet Podcast, Swid, yeah. and he. We try try to solve this question about what is a puppet. That's a very philosophical question. <laughs> How many hours do we have here? I could talk about that all night. Well, the only thing, the main thing you got to remember about a, a puppet is it's always superior to a human being. Always. Yeah. And uh, human beings have a, have an inferiority complex. I have to deal with Trillo's uh, uh, inferiority complex all the time. So I don't like to rub it in too much because he, he knows he's inferior. I'm the brains of the operation, but he's kind of intuitive. You think so? Yeah, he's got a good sense. I'm more intelligent, but he can help me sometimes in my investigations. So together we're a good team, I think. Yes, I think so. But do you feel sometimes like puppets have to be manipulated? Like, like to... to they don't control themselves. Yeah, I know. That's that's kind of a, an illusion, you know? People say that. It's just a story. You don't think it's true? No. It's a, but I let Trillo have that illusion sometimes that he uh, he can manipulate me. But actually, it's it's the other way around. Oh. No. 
<laughs> so you manipulate your partner. Yeah, but don't tell him. <laughs> he's very upset about that. It's going to hurt our investigations. He's he's got a lot of neuroses anyway. Well, you don't have to tell all our secrets. Well, it's only your secrets. Yeah, but uh, well, that's how I we're good together. We wanted everybody to know a little bit about what we, about what we do. So yeah, tell us about what you do. Yeah, so we we um, shot a web series. Uh, you want to tell them about it? Well, coincidentally, it's called Trillo and Slade. That, yeah. that name. <laughs> so that's uh, it's uh, on YouTube. Anyone can log in and see our 10 episodes, season one. We're going to shoot season two very soon. Really yeah. Cool. So you can see a lot of our cases and how we go down investigating. Yeah, and you produce yourself. Both of you produce this show, isn't it? Yeah, we did it ourselves. It's out of our own pockets. But we're going to do a... <laughs> Uh, what are we going to do? Crowdfunding for the second season in a few days. We're going to launch a crowdfunding campaign in a few days. We're going to shoot it one way or the other. So even if we have to dip into our pockets, probably have to do some of that. Yeah, but we're still going to shoot it soon, as soon as we can. You know, we got this uh, this coronavirus thing going on. But as soon yeah. as we're allowed to shoot it, we're going to shoot it. Yeah, because you cannot shoot when this virus goes on, eh? In yeah. New York. It's a real drag, yeah, especially here. Really sucks over here. Yeah, epicenter right over here. But it is getting better, so hopefully they'll be able to safely open things up pretty soon, so we can shoot season two. Yeah, but in the meantime, we got season one up there, winning all kinds of awards. I must say. Yeah, in film festivals all around the world, internationally. Yes, this is a good, a good win for that to be international. That's what the podcast is, also. So you are a big star. That's cool. Yeah, so we've been, uh, we're, we're all around the world, both of us, all of us. Well, you too. Yeah, me too. Not, not Carolyn, but uh, <laughs> okay. We're left down sometimes. Yeah, and, and I want to ask you, because you, you do web series, and web series is kind of the new thing, because with this confinement, we want to find other way to, to get creative. So, like, I want to ask you, like, your purpose behind that to bring that to the screen another time do you have like something you said that i want to to go there in yeah, my career well, thinking about this for many years we wrote uh wrote a lot of scripts scripts for uh feature films uh, a few of them right five of them we got we tried to get produced almost got them produced several times yeah false calls yeah false alarms um trying to get the funding trying to get uh, production going uh, we did produce a short film, uh, Oxford Park, a few years ago. Yeah, in England, one of our mystery capers, a short film, uh, which was nice, but it uh, didn't lead to uh, the, the big stuff we were trying to get. But then we just decided uh, last year that it's time we just did something on our own. So we, we sat down and wrote these 10 episodes of, for, to comprise season one to show everybody some of the exciting cases that we do, that we investigate on our own. Right in New York City over here. In Brooklyn, New York, that's where our office is. Yeah, and I watch uh, some of the episode and it's really, really funny because at some point you kind of broke the wall of like the 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 camera yeah. the the director talked to the puppet to the comedian during the move the, the episode. It's really uh, new. break the fourth wall. It's a very flimsy wall, very uh, a very thin wall. <laughs> it's very easily. Yeah. 
Yeah, because uh, we kind of have a blur between uh, reality and illusion. That's what our whole lines are like. We're blurring uh, the, the line between uh, reality and illusion. We don't even know what the heck the answer is. <laughs> so just uh, let it grow. Let it rip on screen. Yeah, so we figured let the, the series be just like that <clears throat> to uh, sort of <clears throat> play out that uh, kind of confusion, the, uh, the blurry world that we live in. Let everybody enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah, and I want to ask a little personal question because as an investigator, we have to go sometimes deeply. I want to know when your crush, like as professional crush, you both guys, when that crush happened? A crush? You yeah, but like uh, how you like fall in love with this puppet or or this art for or this team to be a team as detective the main trouble i find is that our clients are always falling in love with me <laughs> yeah but uh, i kind of love I, i do love what we're doing because i can use my intelligence to figure things out <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i'm sort of used to uh to trillo by now this guy over here you yeah okay yeah we used to do shows together but that was uh that was kind of humiliating oh yeah, yeah? We didn't like being, uh, you know, being the dummy. So, uh, yeah, ventriloquist thought that that's that's disgusting. So, so instead, I I just I said, look, you want to work with me? We got to do something useful that uses my intelligence. So yeah. let's let's become detectives. Yeah, that made it a lot more exciting. <laughs> Because you used to do other job before, shows, yeah, you know, like the typical ventriloquist show, like. Oh, look, he's got a dummy. Very funny. Yeah, but, but now we're, we're partners. Partners, yeah. Yeah, because how you feel sometimes when you, you feel dummy, how it makes you feel inside. Yeah, unappreciated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so now people are beginning to realize uh, my true value. I mean, uh, I mean, the dames always appreciated me, but now the whole audience does. <laughs> yeah. And and you you were talking about ventriloquism show, but like I always want to ask a, a ventriloquist about like, do you think the ventriloquist art is going up? It's getting more popular, more, or you feel sometimes it's more something on the side? How do you feel about the popularity of it? I think ever since we released the web series, it's going way up now. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna really help uh, to understand what the true possibilities are in this thing. You know, uh, well, I'll admit it now. I hate to do this, but I'll I'll confess that uh, Trillo here used to make me talk. The, yeah, the, like a ventriloquist, kind of the embarrassing. Yeah, but then something happened. Yeah, something happened. Well, at a certain point, I breathed life into him, and so he became uh, autonomous. Yeah, that's what happens sometimes. It's a little secret. I'm letting you know, Carolyn. And yeah, all, that's... Most people don't know that. That uh, it, it can happen that way. Yeah, if your <laughs> ventriloquist is uh, enthusiastic enough, concentrated enough, intense, at some point, it seems that, to my own surprise, I breathed life into him. Yeah, so I don't really need him anymore. But we do it like this because we're used to it. Yes, I totally get it. And, and as a team... Do you like have a wish to play at some point in big TV show or or you feel humble? I want to ask this. 
Oh, yeah, well, uh, we figure that uh, when the web series really takes off, uh, maybe Netflix is going to be interested, or Hulu, or some of those guys, HBO, Showtime, who knows? Yeah, yeah. that would be nice if they want to do that. Yeah, we'd love to get picked up by one of the uh, the big networks like that to have a big-time show. But yeah. it doesn't matter. We'll keep doing the web series. That's pretty cool also. Yes. It's, it's an example. It's really a persistence thing. We have to keep going and, and going in this art. And it's really, I'm really glad to have a, a, the first duo puppet, like puppet and, and, and character right there. And yeah, uh, yeah thank you. I, I will maybe have a question for Jonathan. I don't know. Well, yeah, I heard about that. Well, you keep hearing about that guy all the time. I don't know who the hell he is. Do you? Well, I have an idea, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's annoying that people uh, kind of think that he's the brains behind this whole thing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I did hear about him. I saw a picture of him. So the photo kind of looks like you. Yeah, he does, coincidentally. Yeah, but uh, you know something, Carolyn? I, I think he's a fictitious character. <laughs> oh, yeah? Sometimes he, he kind of lurks around here. That's an illusion. Trillo thinks he sees him sometimes. Oh, oh yeah? Here. Yeah, I think he's here. I, I see him lurking around our house over here. Oh, yeah? Do you think you can, like, grab him? Like, or or maybe just... Look, Carolyn, I don't know why the heck you don't want to talk to him. But okay, if you want to. You want to, you want to see if he's there? I'll give it a go. Let's take a look. All right, yeah. I'll, we'll see if he's there, okay? Okay, okay. I will, I will talk to the stream. Just have a look. Okay. So, I'm really, really excited of this happening in the show, and it's really, it's really a thrill to see like the fiction and the reality, the puppet and the puppeteer. So that's why I want to conclude and bring the magician behind all of that and have him in the screen. I don't know as detective if they find him, but let's let's have a look. Are you ready down there? Does Jonathan is ready to, to to maybe define him? I'm not sure. Let's see. Okay, I will bring back the screen. Ta-da! Hi. So well, they're finding you. I'm the elusive Jonathan Geffner. And hey, I'm so happy to get the chance to have you in character in the show. That's amazing. Yes. Well, thank you for having us on. That was, uh, was a lot of fun to do it that way. Yeah, I think it's and it's also good promotion for your the, what's next coming in with your project. I really like to see the the reality, and I think it's good for the audience. And mm -hmm. I want just to ask you because when we we meet a ventriloquist, we want to see the path of like study. Like in your opinion, what will be the best field of study to become a puppeteer, but also ventriloquist, but also actor, writer? Like, what is your opinion on that? Oh, uh, about the path, how to, how I got to this point? Yeah, you and, and how you could suggest maybe to someone if he wants to do kind of oh, this. People seem to become ventriloquists from uh, different paths. The main paths are either uh, puppeteers of other kinds. Very, a lot of ventriloquists start off with other kind of puppeteering. And then ventriloquists was, was just another kind of puppeteering they wanted to try. And... Some people became then decided they they love that, especially they want to focus on that. So some of them are kind of general puppeteers or ex puppeteers of other kinds. Others are comedians. Uh, sometimes uh, stand up comics, people who are involved in comedy, they 
decide to become a ventriloquist because they use the dummy as a prop to tell jokes. So it comes out of that background of, uh, of comedy. Um, I guess well, people can come from any kind of direction, but it, that seems like uh, the, you know, the most common backgrounds. Um, I did a number of things before I became a full-time or you know, main professional ventriloquist. I mean, it's been my main career for, uh, for most of my adult life. But before that, I started off uh, with other interests. I was a, a pianist. I have a master's degree in piano, so I was a serious pianist, sort of concert pianist for a while, pursuing that when I was young. Um, and then I've gotten into several other things, uh, other interests. I was um, teaching. Uh, so I, as a teacher I, of kids, mainly, I was a school principal, in fact, uh, briefly, um, right before I went, sort of switched over my career. So I used puppets to, um, to help teach the kids. And sometimes I started off with just hand puppets, you know, just, uh -huh. uh, and then I saw a ventriloquist in New York City on the street performing, and I just fell in love with the, the whole concept of it. So then I made it my business to learn how to, I was determined I was going to learn how to be a ventriloquist. I, I sought out somebody, I saw on a backstage, it's an uh, industry journal here in New York for actors, and I saw a little uh, greeting from a ventriloquist, and so I, I called his service, got in touch. I took a few lessons, four lessons with, with him. He taught me the basics of ventriloquism, and then I just went on from there practicing. I went to every ventriloquist show I could, went backstage, talked to ventriloquists as much as I could, tried to get pointers, went to an annual ventriloquist convention. Um, and so that became my, my obsession in life almost immediately. So I kind of switched everything to being a ventriloquist. That's amazing. I always really enjoy to see the relation of a ventriloquist and his character. It's really like love and, and at the same time an age. It's really interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So um, that's something that I, I used. I became a, a kids performer mainly because I was uh, teaching uh, the kids mostly. That was my main experience. And I, I have a good rapport with kids. I communicate well with them. I enjoy, uh, you know, being yeah. with them. So I, um, I was mainly a kids performer doing school shows, but I did adult shows too. It's just not as much. And my favorite shows have always been family type events where I could do shows on different levels at the same time to different age groups. I, I love being able to, uh, the challenge of, of entertaining a wide age range at the same time and not talking down to the kids, not, not uh, making it too childish, like baby, but um, yet, yet holding their interest. So those are my favorite kind of shows. We still, I still do shows with a lot of other characters. I have a bunch of characters, but I'm, uh, I'm focusing now most of my uh, attention and efforts on uh, pursuing the Trillo and Suede uh, concept and project. Yeah. And do you feel like um, the fact that you focus like this, it's feel, feel full you as an artist or sometimes because I saw people doing many projects and people just get focused on one. Do you think it's a good way of success to keep on one track and persist? I don't know what's what's going to be more successful. I mean, uh, you know, at this point in my career, because I've been doing it for several decades, and uh, I've been making a career of it, so I'm you know grateful to that to be able to make a career of it as a performer. But mostly in New York, you know, I have some. Uh, I guess I'm known in the New York area so, somewhat, um, and 
some people from other places too from some TV shows I'm occasionally I've been on and videos I've produced. Uh, but you know, I, I'm not um, obviously a big name in ventriloquism. Uh, but part of that was a decision uh, I made long ago to uh, to stay home. When I have two two daughters, yeah, uh, one's out of just out of college, one's in college. Uh, but when they were growing up, in the time they were, they were born, uh, I was Mr. Mom. So and I, w- I was a single dad for most of that time. So I didn't want to be on, on the road and um, I wanted to be home. So I decided I'm not going to pursue my career if it's going to take away from uh, from my kids. So you know, that was my priority. I did shows as much as I, I could, but st- staying in the New York City area mostly. I'm free to travel now, but uh, I still I don't feel like traveling much. I don't want to be on the road. Yeah, and with the circumstance right now, we're questioning the traveling anyway. Yeah, well, now it's a moot point. I can't travel anyway. <laughs> uh, but I mean, even before this uh, pandemic hit, I felt that way. But it, maybe to get back to your question uh, uh, about uh, whether it's going to be a big success or not, um, I, it's something that is very gratifying for me artistically, yeah. creatively, because I've been uh, thinking about this and I've been writing scripts for uh, over two decades. Most of it yeah. I haven't been able to get produced because um, it's very it's complicated, not something I can just take a home camera and shoot on the street, it, it, you know, to make it good. It's uh, involved. It's kind of a period piece, semi-period piece. I'm creating, I want to uh, create the uh, film noir era, uh, 1930s, 40s, um, look, partially, but it's also, a, it's an alternate universe. So it's, it's kind of a mix of that era and modern, just all mixed up. Yes, and it's really what it's make it interesting because you do everything. You write, you play, we see you, you are the main character. So do you feel sometimes a lot of pressure? Or you- yes. Well, this was my, the first season we shot uh, last summer. And um, that was a very, it, you know, it was a tight budget. but I, And it was a lot of stress on site because uh, some things were not planned well and we didn't have, uh, all kinds of things were going wrong. But uh, somehow we got through it and salvaged it. And I, I'm, I'm very pleased with the outcome. I think considering the challenges we had, I think uh, it came out uh very well, so I'm I'm uh, you know very gratified and uh, pleased with how it did come out. But yes, very stressful to shoot that. I learned um, some some things from that that I believe will make season two uh, easier and more efficient to do. Yeah, I, we have Mark here, Mark Berryman, who asked, "Have you considered bringing other puppets into the Trillo and Swid series?" Yes, I do have a lot of other puppet characters. Um, in season one, I did have uh, Sarah, uh, Sarah Levinsky. I, in my shows, I call her Aunt Sarah, but in the series, uh, we go by Mrs. Levinsky, <laughs> uh, an old lady puppet. And she, she did appear in a couple of episodes. She was, in fact, our client in one of them. But uh, we have a lot more. So, yeah, I would like to bring more into the series. But, you know, just thinking about working out how to work them in. Uh, it's a little complicated because since we're on – tight budget we're going to be on a tight budget season two also um it's more time consuming to have more puppets if i can't be manipulating them you know so uh, i have to make it work in the script that either i can manipulate them or sometimes show them autonomous um but then i gotta factor in it it's a little more tedious to do that you know either i have to get someone else to operate we got to sync the voice uh, you know Uh, so uh it's much easier if i can hold the puppet and do it so yeah Uh, but yes, short answer is yes, I, I am planning to get more puppets gradually into the series. 
That's amazing. And we will follow that. Thank you very much. I will put the link below the podcast. And, and I really want to invite everyone to just watching that. This is kind of wonderful to see New York City in this angle of like detective and puppetry. It's really... Yeah. It was a lot of fun to to shoot, and I'm glad a lot of people are beginning to to hear about it and, and enjoy it. And yeah, and great talking to you about it. Yes, and I wish you to yeah. <laughs> My alter egos. Yeah, and I wish you the best in festival. Also, I know your your series is keep doing his way, and I wish it could be seen by many, many people. And I hope this podcast would also help in that direction. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. So thank you for being there and everyone. And as you have a channel, you can go to see like the, the like the, <laughs> the YouTube channel of Jonathan. You just have to write uh, the name of the series. And, yeah. and Trill and Suede. Pop up there. Yeah, so subscribe over there too and subscribe to the podcast and share everything and everyone will be really happy. Yeah, subscribe to the podcast as well. It's a great podcast. I've seen other interviews you did and they're always a lot of fun, your interviews. Thank you very much. And we do our job with passion and art, so that's the purpose of Artist Life. Yeah, yeah so thank you everyone. I say goodbye. Tomorrow we have another duo not a puppet and and a character but a duo of puppeteer so stay tuned on the puppet podcast and have a great evening